agreed to this podcast thank you man thanks for coming it's it's really interesting to have you here so we talked about this yesterday and you came in today that's that's really amazing we can talk about whatever you like <laughs> so i know you are applying for jobs right so what kind of job you are looking for at the moment uh basically i have a finance background uh, mm-hmm. i have worked in a bank but with this qualification that i've recently got i am looking forward to get into fintechs so which is like um like i want to be a someone who knows finance but at the same time get wants to get into the it sector as well oh. so basically i'm aiming for fintechs where i can use my finance background and also use my it skills that i've recently gained fintechs is that yeah it's an industry oh, now, yeah. now uh, with the digitalization hmm. um so the way financial sector is moving um so fintechs is a new market segment it's a new upcoming segments yeah. where like banks or financial institutions they are big organizations and they have uh, a lot of operational activities going on or innovations going on but they don't have a time to innovate in a way where IT companies can innovate. Yeah. So, um, uh, so the new trend is where these financial com- financial technology companies they focus on one segment of banking operation and then come up with the innovative ideas. Yeah. So, for instance, uh, mobile applications. So, bank might not want to use their own resources uh, just because it takes time. Yeah. And but what they could do is they can go for any financial technology company and ask for a mobile application which has already been made right. they have done work on it so and there are different models like how they sell and so in your case uh, finance is something what you know already but it is something you are learning right it is um, so i have recently finished postgraduate diploma yeah. in business informatics so um, i don't have a, i didn't have any fine uh, it background before yeah. so this is my first experience uh, I got to know what is IT security management and <laughs> you have been in my class and yeah, you have like been digital in. transformation yeah. all those things um, so this was a formal way of learning even though I had exposure um, uh, during my previous employment uh, where I was dealing with some fintechs but I did not have any uh, proper qualification for it so it, this has been a video i did yeah uh, that's good like i the reason i chose this course is also because i wanted to try something different it has always been sales business marketing i was so bored so let's try new things that was the reason why i chose uh so anyways so with your job search uh, how how difficult it is to find job in new zealand and also uh, with those jobs you are looking at which is a little, little bit different and not normal uh, normally everyone can try for those jobs as well in that case uh, what is your experience in finding a job in new zealand um in terms of financial sector i think like this is my perspective uh, and everyone has a different experience i have seen people getting jobs quite easily okay. uh, but especially for financial sector it gets tricky for people like us who are on a temporary work visa or are like who have come from another country because um 
there is a con- data confidentiality concerns that right. bank would show you like oh um so like they would prefer someone who have got uh residency at yeah. least so so that's the main thing that i've like this is the biggest challenge i would say i've encountered otherwise the market is quite good and there are a lot of opportunities which you can so get. do do they need any kind of government registration uh, like uh, occupational registration in finance job um it depends on like so for banks no you don't need but if you are an accountant then i think it's uh, I'm, i'm not really sure i would have to look up to it on like but i think it's accountants or chartered accountants they have to register themselves yeah. not the bankers okay okay so like i know you came from uk so what incentives do you see to the students international students in new zealand is it really worth coming to new zealand and just working and living uh in terms of settlement of course you can argue that you will get qualification and you can go back but those those person who want to come and uh, live in new zealand so do you think it's a good destination yeah new zealand is an amazing country i've um, i have enjoyed my stay here so far uh for international students um i think there is a huge potential for them to come here to new zealand if they are looking to settle right still it's easier as compared to you would say uk because they don't get recently they have been getting a little flexible because of the brexit but before they were not encouraging international they were encouraging international students but they were not giving them in enough opportunities to settle over there uh, so in terms in that comparison and in that perspective New Zealand is still a good choice so compared with uk it's yeah. still good in your opinion i would say yes, yes. Uh, until recently because until recently. because yeah. they are giving now post study work okay. visas to international students and on contrary to the uk yeah. new zealand is getting stricter as compared yeah. to uh, uk really. yeah i know one reason yeah. when i was looking for in- international uh, study uh, i the reason i didn't choose uk was also because of post study work visa problem that time but now they have started to give in visas and th- i think that's good but also like you know uh, when coming to changes uh, new zealand government i think none of the undergraduate student will get uh, post study work visa more than one year even i don't think like they are going to make something different right so in new zealand uh, i think with the recent announcement then again i don't quote me but what i know is um, so now international students would get like uh, um, if they are not doing masters whatever level they are on masters and above they would get 3 years of work visa after the after completion of studies but uh, for undergrads and level 8 level 7 or level 8 mainly so they would get work visa equivalent to their uh, duration of studies so yeah. so if they study for one year program they would get one year post study work visa which is in one way similar to what was 3 uh, years before i guess um, <sighs> could be because i'm not really sure yeah, bit, not, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah because i know when i came first in new zealand uh, i knew i was only getting one year visa but yeah. i was lucky i got extended two more years yeah uh, but after then uh, there has been lot of changes uh, and one thing i 
I really look uh, regularly is New Zealand government policy in terms of immigration. They keep changing rules every second month. There will be new rules and. I think pandemic has played an important role where, like governments, not just in New Zealand, I would say it's happening all over the world where countries. Um, well, there are different factors. I, uh, and main factor in my opinion is economic factor yeah. so like global economy has slowed down or is slowing down so which means there are less opportunities for business growth there are opportunities and eventually once the pandemic settles down and our life gets back to normal there would be more opportunities but based on what different countries have been experiencing after or pandemic or still we are going into uh, we are in yeah. post pandemic situation uh, they are looking into providing opportunities to their own citizens first yeah as compared to because like if someone wants to study abroad um, like obviously it depends on the objective like whether you want to go out study and settle or you just go and come back so if someone who is looking for settling down in another country I think these are challenging times. Uh, right. So even with any countries, you mean? Yeah. I'll just ask you a question. Out of UK, Australia and New Zealand, which one would you recommend for a person who want to take uh, graduate uh, education internationally? Wh- which one would you suggest? Australia, New Zealand or UK? At the moment. Like. Well, this is very tricky. I have, like, I have studied in UK. Yeah. And I've also studied here in New Zealand. So I can compare these two countries. Yeah. But Australia, I'm not too sure. <laughs> but okay. if someone is looking for settling down, I think Australia would be the best place to go at this time because they get, I think they get more opportunities and pathways to immigration. Yeah. Um, um, but I'm not really aware. No, that's, that's yeah. okay. So wha- how is the UK like... What is the differences in education system in UK and New Zealand? You have raised a very good point because I was about to get on to. I think it dip- like when we talk about education, we are basically you are saying the quality of education that yeah, you are going exactly. to get. Uh, and like these countries, Australia, New Zealand or UK, they have they are developed countries. So their education level is definitely way above and then what we have by the way i forgot <laughs> to tell siraj is from pakistan and i'm from nepal and it's really really good to have we both together in the same table talking about these things around uh, yeah I, by the way i forgot to tell <laughs> okay so you can add pakistan as well yeah please go forward yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i have uh, i would say i have studied in pakistan which yeah. is a different uh, education which has a different education system it's still developing it has good foundations but it needs work and then when you talk about UK it has a well established uh, education system um, New Zealand as well I, and, I, I, and I feel this is just my personal perception the roots of education system here also comes from UK because yeah. this has been part of UK uh, long before so and and same goes for pakistan as well so our education system is also based on british um, yeah when when they left they left a system 
but over the years how things have changed in developing country and in a developed country i think it's the way or the environment that they provide to their students the confidence that students gets yeah. um here people here and same the same goes for uk as well with uh, students are encouraged to think out of the box and they are encouraged to think whatever they are going and then then it it helps them understand things in a different way while when i studied i th- and i'm sure things are ch- improving and changing in pakistan as well uh where we were spoon fed mm, exactly where, and you were expected to uh basically teacher uh, come uh, yeah, and produce you produce everything as it is as how yeah. teacher is asking you to do so that was the main difference when i first went to uk i was going from a system where we were expected to produce something the way teacher wanted and then that was a 360 degree change where <laughs> all of a sudden uh, professors would ask oh this is your topic you are going to do it and then <laughs> i was like oh how we are going to do it if we are not gi- given any direction exactly. so that's the thing and i think it it lays the foundation for someone for the practical life as well once you finish your studies because if you are given this freedom to decide and choose and go with your own thinking process and then like obviously there are guidelines but then what is uh, what is the system of exam exams in pakistan is that assignment based as well or is uh, just the uh, exams uh, it, de- it depends on is it like there are different like there are parallel systems so if you are studying in a university or there are certain uh, there are few uh, courses where you have to give exams and then yeah. like for me when i did my bachelor's it was both so there were assignments and there were exams as well yeah because i i uh, for me it's uh, it's first time when i came to new zealand i i came across with the assignments and i was to be honest very happy because just writing some essays and just doing those things and you will get marks you don't have to memorize the whole night and go Uh, go and attend the exams another day and just test your memory so that's what i yeah. hate about the education system in my country like this reminds me of uh, <laughs> i'm not sure if it's uh, uh, it was albert einstein or someone like there is a quote that i read once where it said so learning is ab- uh, uh, education is not about learning facts yeah it's about l- learning how to think and what we do back home yeah. is about learning the facts and yeah. then reproduce it right and that's the main difference where like that that is exactly what you have mentioned here they are trying to make you learn how to think and come up with new ideas so that's the main difference still there is a difference and and i'm sure like i have not studied in pakistan for a long time so i'm sure things have been changing and improving but that's that's the core thing what he said or what whoever said it yeah he was right on spot where it's not about learning the facts it's about how you think and then learn from the experience or learn from what you have learned from your education and then come up with something new and exactly and that's that's simple like uh, there is some tasks to do 
you just think you make some effort and make it happen and the teacher is just guiding you there he's just giving you some uh, like ideas how you can do your own research how how, how you can uh, just, he's just showing the path but back home what we were uh, asked to do was asked to bring homeworks asked to do class works and they were checking every single thing and that has to be on mark and there is no r- right or left up up and down it should be straight and i i really think we were just testing our memories and stuff so like in school days i was very good in like study i would get very good marks and i don't remember i just got once or two time i got second position otherwise i was first in the class but after i started uh, like uh, you know mm, we call it uh, mm, isc we used to have isc it's a uh, undergraduate level uh, after i started i lose interest in my study because uh, i didn't enjoy that anymore but when i came here i feel like okay so this is what i want to do there is something which i have to solve by myself and the teacher is just guiding and they are giving marks based on what effort i made and i really enjoyed this so like talking about those assignments so what is in uk is that uh, exactly same as new zealand or is that different based on my experience yes it's very similar yeah and it depends on what level you are so if you are just like level 9 you are doing masters or level 8 yeah. it's it's exactly the same that that's what i have experienced over there as well uh, is there level system in uk as well yes but level 9 here is level 7 in uk oh but it's just a different scale right so like mba over there is level 7 if i'm not wrong and mba here is level 9 so masters is level 9 um that's when we say like uh, I think there is no comparison in terms of uh, um, what you say so like like the levels are almost the same but uh, and uh, sorry I, I, I missed it like there is like if we compare the both systems they are similar they are very similar uh, in terms of assignments or th- like how those courses are structured uh, how is the uh, you know volume of people going to, from our area like southeast south asia uh, india nepal pakistan bangladesh how is the rate of internationalist growing so when you were there of course now people a uh, lot of people go there uh, from last one like, year but before then what was the volume like? I think it's the same. I I would say like UK has been always uh, first choice. Yeah. For at least for Pakistanis, and I've seen a lot of Pakistanis, Indians, and Nepalis and Bangladeshis people over there, South Asians basically. Tell uh, me, I'm the first person you met, Nepalis. Here. <laughs> In New Zealand, In yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it's it just because like we have been like the subcontinent has been like for for a long 200 years we were ruled by the British so there is a strong roots so whenever 
not whenever but it's always and they have a very good universities as a matter of fact so uh, if someone who wants to get good quality education they always think of going to uk first right. american universities are also up there and then australians uh new zealand uh, like uh, we i think it was one of our uh, back in 2000 uh, early 2000s so uh, government of pakistan had this arrangement with new zealand government and like uh, the pakistanis that i see here mostly are phd students or they were, they have done phd's okay. so they came on scholarships yeah so i want to know this actually so how to get phd in new zealand uh, what do you need what are the criteria what they look for to is it easy to get paid phd is or it said had to be there are different uh, scholarship programs yeah. so you basically what you have to do is to go on a university website let's say aut or university of auckland and then you have to uh, go to a school where you want to study so let's say if you want to do a phd in finance you need to there are two ways basically as far as i know yeah one is if university is already doing research on a certain topic and then they want students to do research on this topic so in that case you don't have to have a topic and a proposal so you just have to do the credentials i'm not sure about that process because i have not uh, but there the mostly how people or students get admission in phd is you have to have a topic Yeah. you submit your proposal you you basically discuss it with the so you identify a supervisor uh, yeah. in AU, aut what they ask is you just submit your proposal to the research school and right. then they forward it to the relevant department or school and then someone from so there. there will be funding after that funding is um, so you, as i said so there are scholarships so, so yeah. uh, you will find information on uh, universities websites as well and then there are uh, programs please excuse me yeah yeah so there are programs where like um uh, some uh, world bank also do it so you have to know erasmus is for europeans then th- um, fulbright is one fulbright mm. is a very good uh, program for uh, where you could get scholarship for phd's in uh, usa um you right. um, a friend of mine went there uh, so you you need to keep an eye there are different programs where you get like, developing especially develop uh, students from developing countries they get scholarships so, so i have not explored that part okay i thought i thought you wanted to do phd as well yes right? yeah. yes but uh, so uh, sometimes So what i did i submitted my proposal um, it was an interesting story so yeah but uh, i was willing to pay for it oh. uh, but usually what happens is if your project is good uh, uh, your supervisor can also get you funding yeah uh, but it's totally up to the arrangement so it's not like a sure thing right but in new zealand phd cost of doing phd is not very expensive so you yep. pay Uh, $6,000 6 or $7,000 yeah. a year um, which is I think uh, 
manageable but mostly people like so the students that come from pakistan we like these students got used to get scholarship from government of pakistan we have um education so we higher education commission acc yeah. so every year there would be enough scholarship so you S- apply certain quota yeah so what you do is like you apply for an exam yeah. over there and then if you get succeed then you have to like there is a they pay for the uh, oh. they pay for your qualification right. for phd and then after completion of phd you have to go back and serve the country as so well. when they pass the exam in pakistan they don't need to uh propose uh, submit proposal here in new zealand no no that's the selection criteria for yeah. only for getting scholarship yeah. so you have to go through the university whatever university you're planning to go yeah. so you have to fulfill their admission criteria as well and uh, there are universities that uh, that like um, if you explore the hcc website they they mention um panel universities like those who are on the panel but i think it's it's open for any university as long as you right. fulfill the criteria so yeah i might do it i have planned to do it but yeah it, i think <laughs> i think it's good like if uh, if you are interested to academic world and you love doing it to it but maybe i i would don't do phd maybe not it's a hard work it's a full time yes, job exactly. uh, you cannot i i have a friend as well and he just finished uh, phd 6 months before i guess and he he used to, to- tell me that it's so hard like you have to just think about it every time whatever you are doing it's like a job full time job yeah. so and another thing is like personally i maybe i would like to mm, do job in corporate environment or see what i can do in terms of my career but i'm not a person who enjoy studying mm, maybe uh, like that long to be honest i i had a dream in the childhood i wanted to do phd i i had a, i wanted to do like doctor in front of my name but uh but now like it's i don't get so much interested on this i did masters because uh, i really wanted to do it like, i'm curious bro, so so what you are expecting f- from this course the one you are you are doing masters in yeah. business informatics so what's the goal behind it so like uh, I, of course we have talked about it a little bit before as well so like i mentioned before I was so bored doing sales marketing business blah 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 because uh, I'm working in retail at the moment and I don't see myself managing retail shop for forever like for next 5 years 10 years so here in New Zealand so experience counts qualification counts and uh, I needed a way to get out of my like experience because I have already been long in retail so i have to get out of that way and find a bridge to enter in something else so how uh, do you see like how this course is going to help you getting out of retail industry i'm just curious it's just yes. because uh, it's very interesting what we have studied like what i have studied and what you are studying uh, we are getting enough uh, know how 
the fundamentals of IT. I think but, so. But you are you cannot compete with someone who is a software developer or so th- this is a challenge for us. So, yes. so, so like we know how IT industry works. We understand. We know the fundamentals. But we are not specialized software developers or network administrator or so even the business analysts. Like so, there are business analysts who are technical business analysts. Yeah. So it gets challenging. Uh, I wouldn't. Uh, uh, it's not possible. But like, what's your goal? Like, how you are planning to switch? So uh i haven't exactly planned i will go this way because i'm honestly enjoying this time so doing a lot of experiment even podcast is one example uh, but maybe when i finish my study i will be already have uh, a decided uh, career path and uh, my plan is to just do internship or spend another six months uh, doing hard work and learning the basic skill to enter the market just for an example if i want to go in business analysis uh, analytics like you said uh, i would spend six months time uh, learning those things and mm, so after then i will enter the job it 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 will take some time but i think uh, because of this basic knowledge we got in mbi uh, I think this is uh, enough bridge for us to mm, just uh, yeah, go to the other side. Yeah, it lays a good foundation. Yeah. Like so, if you if you understand all the courses and how, so it gives you a good foundation to start with. Exactly. And then you have to build on it. Yeah. For example, if uh, some of my friends who came from IT background. Uh, they are doing master of business informatics uh, the opportunity for them will be to be managers in their workplace but for us it's not because we don't have that fundamentals knowledge we may be manager in our workplace based on our master degree uh, we will probably be promoted but uh, it depends on whether we would like to do it or not L- just take an example of retail i'm working in retail uh, if I go to high-level management position, I should need the knowledge of cybersecurity. I should need the knowledge of uh, cloud computing, data, uh, whatever, information security, whatever we studied in MBI. So that can definitely help if I want to get to, like promoted in my own industry as well. However, I'm talking about moving to the different industry and trying new things. No, it's... it's, uh, it's very interesting because um, like we share similar goals uh, when it comes to switching industry i'm not really switching industry but i think like what i have added from this qualification is a value added skill where i can transform myself not just in like i can keep working or keep looking for opportunities in banking or financial sector but uh, i can also be a bridge between yeah. IT and yeah, I think so. Like yeah. uh, I, I agree with you, and I, I may be wrong, but I have been taking that theory in my mind since I started the course. So I think that should work out. Let's see. And like the sad part is, I have to spend another six months, uh, like uh, learning some new thing. Let's take an example of cyber security. If I want to go to cyber security. 
I have to learn the frameworks and yeah, titles. industry standards yeah. and I think there are some popular exams as well. If yeah. we manage to pass those exams, it's it's the only way we can enter the job market uh, to start with. So that takes at least if we if we have to do like three. Uh, three different, uh, three different uh, courses, and give the exams. It will take at least six months. I think finding, um, like, getting an opportunity for internship, can also help you a lot. Uh, and it's it, it's the same for me as well. I would look for it, uh, just because we are switching industries. Yeah. To start at a junior level is not a bad thing no definitely like, uh, you can always start from the scratch and if you are good enough and you are motivated and committed to your work you can always grow so um, i think uh, i wouldn't mind going back and restarting again uh, just to have a new experience yes yeah, same here in fact i have started a lot of time in my life like i was studying science in my undergraduate i switched to like business in my bachelor and after then i am studying business informatics in my masters so i have always started from the beginning so <laughs> <laughs> i don't mind either uh, but the sad part is the time which never comes back and we have to spend some that's the main thing i think uh, yeah it's important but as long as you are trying and you're doing your best and you know what? Like, as long as I'm happy, I don't care. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's all it matters if, if, if you're happy with whatever yeah. you're doing. Because when we look back, uh, I'm sure you would have uh, left a lot of opportunities uh, what way you were doing in the past and you just gave up and came for a new challenge and stuff. It's same with me. Like, I, I was getting a lot of opportunities with my work back in Nepal and stuff, but... Uh, there is a time when you want to do something else and they so in our like language there is a saying like if, if you have to get something you have to quit something you cannot get both things so this that's it's simple like at the moment i'm studying I, I cannot work and get like on more money I cannot focus on career job and spend long time because i'm getting education so i cannot get both is that yeah, simple? Yeah. Uh, have you read Alchemist by Paolo Coelho? It's a very good and interesting uh, read. Uh, so it, so I like every time I read it, it, I learn something new. And there is one quote from there when where it says, "When you really want something, all the universe conspires in helping you to achieve that thing." Yeah. And I think it's it's. It's the motivation and the drive that, that you said. Um, so as long as you are trying and you're doing what you want to do, uh, that's all it matters. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, and like, I'm not fan of reading books, but I listen random stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's the reason I'm doing podcasts as well, because I love listening and yeah. I'm trying to talk as well. Anyway. Um, but of course, uh, I don't know why I don't like reading books. I, I don't hate it, but I cannot focus for more than 10 minutes when I'm reading. I know, I know what you feel. <laughs> but when I'm listening, I can listen whole day. Like sometime when I am home and doing nothing, I just listen 
whole day and I can do that very easily. So uh, it's it's different people and different style. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we all are different and we l- see things differently, learn S- things differently. So, Siraz, um, we talked about uh, different things. Uh, so I want to know, like, what brought you in New Zealand? I know you came in different visa, which is uh, kind of uh, appreciating the talent of a person and allowing them inside the country. Uh, I think that was silver phone visa, yes. right? So, uh, what made you to come to New Zealand when you f- what 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 was your perception about New Zealand? So, is it a good country? Did you like the weather, or did you like what what did you wanted to know before you coming in? Uh, coming to New Zealand is a very interesting story. Uh, I was working back home in Pakistan for yeah. a bank, and never thought of it. To be very honest, I like it was my goal to go and come and see New Zealand as a tourist. But coming here to work or study or to live was never in plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, one day what happened was one of my friend, very close friend, uh, he said, oh, there is this program, Silver Fund program, where um, 300 young, talented professionals comes from all over the world. And so why not let's try it? And I was like, okay, let's apply for it. So so uh, he convinced me. And when he informed me about this visa and like this program, so that was about uh, two or three days before this application date. And so I applied just like him and I was not sure uh, because I, and I didn't prepare for it. Uh, I got the visa, my friend didn't. Mm. Uh, and he I never thought I was coming here but when I got the visa I thought um, I think it's a good opportunity to not just to come and explore the country which is a very good country uh, one of the best countries to live in in the world Uh, but for me I have always wanting a different experience and to explore myself and explore different cultures Uh, I have traveled in few countries and I have done the same so for me it was very uh, interesting opportunity I thought uh, so this would add not just I would grow as a person but it would also help as a uh, help me as a professional where if I get to work a, in a banking sector in New Zealand for instance for example uh, then that would be a value-added thing on my yeah career profile as well because I would have a global experience right. uh, so that was my motivation uh, because it was a once in a lifetime opportunity and I thought why not uh, so that's the little story I came in with this why uh, didn't why did not you stay in UK instead uh, when I went to UK my goal was very clear I was there for studies and I yeah. never thought of staying right even though I had the opportunity to stay there I didn't I I completed my MBA from there and then went back home um, I wouldn't lie if I say once I went back I thought I I, I, I did think of it like I should have stayed there it's not because uh, I was not happy with the situation I had a very good job I think um, 
there is a thing called reverse cultural shock mm-hmm. so so we as a human yeah. uh, we get used to good things and like idealized things so pakistan is a great country we are developing and we are working really hard pakistan as a uh, trying to progress as a nation as well as clearing our name from the uh uh past that we so pakistan like we the youth of pakistan they want to change the perception about pakistan yeah. so tourism is on the rise education level is on the rise uh people are looking forward to a brighter future but so i had this thing like i wanted to do something more and i thought i could add more value so but my idea was to come here get some experience and then maybe in future go back home yeah that's good yeah. like so like um, you, in that case you still want to stay a few more years here yeah yeah uh, i'm like i'm at this moment um, i'm just taking things as they are coming because i have time here i can yeah. i have opportunities i'm looking forward to it i just want to refer back to what you said about uh, pakistan Uh, what is the main source of income in terms of economy in pakistan so main uh, pakistan is a agricultural country so our main exports are related to agriculture yeah and cotton cotton then uh, we have um, a manufacturing sector as well yeah uh, pakistan exports a lot of um, what you call uh, these um, um textile yeah. uh, textile industries on the rise uh, we export fruits yeah. mango is world famous mm. rice is world famous right. um then uh, new upcoming industries are uh, it sector is growing in pakistan yeah. uh, but it's a growing industry uh, we also export sports goods uh, we have one city which is speciali- which specializes in um sports manufacturing Sport so manufacturing. footballs cricket all those things yeah serious i always want to hear from others uh, point of view uh, what do you think are the good things about new zealand and what are the things uh, are bad like uh, we can say bad it's a open country <laughs> uh, this is a very interesting question i uh, i have uh so i have experienced few countries i have traveled to few countries and i found new zealand uh in uh, amongst one of the best uh people are great they are very friendly yeah. um and i like like the nature is very good um yeah. i have traveled i have went traveled whole new zealand but i've seen few places so i i love uh wherever i went i enjoyed it uh then education yeah uh, because i've got education yeah. um the only thing that i feel there are there are a lot of opportunities to start like it's one of the most friendly country countries to do business but at the same time uh, i have experienced working in a big organization so when i say big people with 10 20 30000 people but here there are small organizations so the yeah. way of doing things is different it's mostly fi- flat hierarchy structure which yeah. is interesting because uh, mostly people do their own work and uh, do your own thing the is is, is yeah. very common here which is which was very interesting for me um uh, 
uh, um, I wouldn't say anything. I found it bad. Anything I've, I've, uh, yeah. I I didn't have any uh, specific bad experience or something. What about <laughs> immigration policy? Do you think they should have long term policy instead of uh, ever changing like? Policy? Yeah. Uh, well, it would be nice to have uh, something stable and consistent because yeah. uh, when I moved in to New Zealand. Uh, within first week, yeah. I heard the program that I came in. Uh, they, they permanently closed, closed it, yeah. and then since then things have been changing quite um, dramatically fast, or yeah. fast, I would yeah. say. So, so any like certainty, any certainty, like what's going to happen is good. But like each day, if we consider from a student, international student point of view. Like if someone came with a mindset of settling down, things may have changed uh, during the course. Pandemic would be one of the key factors where right. things have been changing. Yeah, I I mean at least in this episode, I don't want to sound like immigration, immigration, immigration. I would I just like to pull these things up uh, because that is something concerning to all of us. So anyway, going back to the positive you talked about. Um, uh, people of course that is the thing i really like about new zealand as well every even um, everyone is flat and just the person who uh, the if you are my tutor you are just the second person to me you are not my tutor you are not uh, something different you are just the second person i am a first person that means everyone is respecting everyone that's what i like yeah. about this as well yep yeah, um People, overall, I have, uh, as I said, I have not had any bad experience so far. So, uh, whoever I met and people have been really friendly and open. And uh, it was, it like, you know, uh, when I went to UK, probably I was more of introvert person now as compared to what, who I am today. But I felt there was a barrier. If you wanted to speak to someone, there was kind of like hidden barrier i now, don't feel that here going back to good things about new zealand uh, you mentioned uh, you have traveled few places and you in like them um, in my case i have tried to visit at least every region of new zealand except to one or two uh, i think i haven't been to the southern part in mercargill and I haven't been to one part of uh, West. Uh, other than that, I have tried to reach every region. And I I, I also have some travel vlogs <laughs> in my YouTube channel. Uh, I really enjoy it. So what what is the best place for you in New Zealand? Where, where did you enjoy the most <coughs> based on what you That's have okay. visited? Uh, I have I have yet to explore whole New Zealand. So yeah. I haven't been to South Island and I've heard great stories about Queenstown or like Milford Sound. You should go to Queenstown. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so it's still on my list. I, uh, I, I would definitely travel soon. Uh, so, so far I've been to Wellington, Palmerston North, Rotorua, Topu, and even last week, which was a long weekend, I was, I traveled to Cape Reinga, which is good. Um, 
How was the weather? Weather was really nice. Yeah. That, that is so good. Like just stand up there in the lighthouse in this watch. Yeah. Uh, the sea. You know, like, like yeah. Like the best thing about that point is it's not just the top top of New Zealand, but when Pacific Ocean and, and the Tasman Sea they meet. So yeah. it, it is like it's so cool. Like yeah. when you actually, I have some photos. I, I will put on my video. I mean this conversation as well it's it's so beautiful cape rig yeah. it's so beautiful i i i really like one thing i really like about new zealand is new zealand don't have snake <laughs> <laughs> do you have a lot of snakes in nepal yes yes oh. i mean not a lot but uh, like enough like yeah. uh, during summer especially rainy season and summer season uh, we can see lot of snakes and everyone do not have proper uh, like house uh, and a place of living and they just go inside the bedroom and they just make trouble Sounds some scary. some people die that's the sad oh, part yeah. and that's that's the thing so we don't well i'm just thinking of pakistan so I've, there, there are snakes but not as worst as you're saying in nepal um yeah it could be scary the thought of so wha- what i don't like is people dying without any reason like uh, you just got bitten by snake and you died you just hit by car and you died that i don't believe that like just before Two minutes, you were speaking, talking, you were doing all your things, and suddenly something happens, and you die. Um, well, this this shows. <laughs> I think we this is are <laughs> humans, and life is uncertain. You never know what's next. So, so when they say you have to enjoy your life and you have to make best out of it, that's yeah, why I we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because talking. you never know what's gonna happen next next moment, um, and. Just before you came in, I was listening to a podcast uh, about uh, how people die because they were they are bitten by dogs uh, because of rabies, and uh, like there is a vaccine for rabies, and if someone got bitten, um, they could be saved before uh, like uh, their symptoms starts. But if the symptom starts, there is certainly they will die. Uh, so the sad part uh, i think is what exactly like just those basic things they have a proven medicine vaccine so why don't those people get vaccine in time and um, so like i don't i just feel sad i i'm i'm just like not saying uh, we need solution or something just just saying in general like when talking about snakes in australia uh nepal and there's no snakes in new zealand we can literally sleep in the bus <laughs> and wherever we like so <laughs> sand flies won't let you sleep <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, i think like well uh, to live or to die is part of this natural process we as a human being and yeah. or any living species um so Uh, that is interesting uh, yeah it's very interesting because we don't it's the beauty of life and it's a sad truth as well so we live uh, 
and we cherish and then we actually don't know what is your overall philosophy of life in general like i said i believe in karma and uh, if i do something and put some effort the universe will help me to achieve that and if i am doing something good uh, something good comes back in the same way what is your philosophy of life like in terms of living a life what do you think i am a muslim yeah uh, so i definitely follow a religion and i think the beauty of it is when it says like the perception of a religion is different but the teaching is very good when it says you have you don't do harm to humanity you you live by uh good principles you do good to people you should not harm any person so i think my philosophy basically reflects the same values good values where i don't intend to harm or deceive or cheat anyone and i i believe in good things uh i am a positivist so i think yep, if you I think positive yeah. you like like no matter what um if you do good you have good intentions you would always have good things and i i can tell you i had a friend so he would say he is in a situation there is nothing going to happen but he would tell me oh i have a feeling i'm going to get into fight with this person and next thing you would see him fighting with that person it just because you have already the thought of it that you this is going to happen and that happens so that means your thought drives you yeah yeah so, you so if you are so. positive you you just not only bring positive energy in your life but everything uh, around you also gets positive so, so, so my philosophy is about positivity yes nice i like that <laughs> <laughs> and i can see you like even we had lot of stands in class and there has been lot of situation around and you have always been positive even i remember once you um like uh, we i was sharing my um situation and you were like acting as a positivist and that really worked i i really uh, remember that uh, situation that's really good siraj it's it's good to know and talk to you man it's, it's, we it's should do it again and again definitely if, if if you invite me i would definitely go <laughs> and yeah do you think you you we are missing something important like we have to talk about something i'm just curious to know so like for nepal and student like do you guys prefer to study in nepal or everyone is looking to go out of the country and look for new opportunities um like it it is it is different in different person case of course people are attracted going overseas and getting higher education these days because of different reason political reason economic reason and lack of jobs and stop people just get out uh, just get out of the country and they just get uh, they just want to go somewhere else and just to try to settle in that's so, the sad part so do you always <laughs> wanted to leave nepal no, no in my case it's different because i was having a good job and i like until until like uh, one year before i came in i i i used to say i will never leave a country i will stay in the country um but once i decided i applied so what changed your mind it's it's not 
uh, anything like it's not about job it's not about uh, i want to have a fancy degree or stuff i just wanted to explore um, like world like developed countries how it would be and how how people live there and you know like it's it's good uh, like i would i would have never never been talking this stuff if i wasn't uh, i wasn't in new zealand if i didn't came out of my yeah. uh, like you know so how was it for you to come to new zealand as a student you came as a student yeah right? i came as so, a student like we discussed uh, how i felt how the education system is different as yeah. compared to pakistan so what differences did you see yeah the main difference uh, is as i mentioned assignments it was yeah. a good thing and of course there is completely 360 degree turn in your words uh, because we were based on exams and then testing memories so here we we do things independently and um i think that was the difference that was the main difference so uh, do you were you excited like how uh, i'm sure you were excited when you came to new zealand but like when you saw this difference did you struggle or uh was it easy for you to adapt so for me like first one year i liked the way how uh, like uh, the education system was and everything infrastructure uh, all the facilities uh, stuff uh but soon after i came here for after two months i was not motivated because i suddenly felt like uh i i i was away from my home and i feel homesick to be honest like i just um i just didn't enjoy anything because i was away from my family and stuff so so was it the first time that you yeah left? that was the first and time. um So uh, ask me about this course like MBI I really enjoyed yeah, this Yeah I can see yeah yeah <laughs> we, we were studying together Maybe I I must be the first person to uh, do admission in this college as well because um our our class started on September right so on July I already had admission and my got my student visa That's 2 right. months before <laughs> So I was excited I really I was looking forward to study and I I was so consciously choosing this course uh, the reason why um, I I have a little bit interest in digital marketing uh, so I tried those courses around but unfortunately they there is nothing in master level uh, they are on only in graduate level so mm-hmm. I had to uh choose between another uh, another education provider and ICL so ICL i found like MBI is more realistic and like i'm happy because it's opening doors to not to digital marketing it's actually opening doors to other areas of IT as well so i'm really yeah. uh exploring and i think this is good yep yeah, yeah uh like my idea when i asked you about like how you felt um so like for any international student who is coming from nepal uh what would be the biggest cultural shock or like 
because it's a totally different world yeah as compared to south asian countries um i think to to be honest like nepalese people are so easy i mean i'm not saying because i am nepali but uh, they have ability to adapt to the environment very easily i think they are easy going person in my opinion so maybe they would have some uh, like problems in terms of communication in culturally maybe there is a different culture in terms of uh, we have to do lot of respect to elders and those stuff in nepal but here it's a open conversation even with their manager or tutor so those kind of things might be a little bit different but for an average nepalese i think they are easy going person and um i think it's it's fine it's all about okay. working hard and just do what you want and i don't have big connection with nepalese community unfortunately yeah of course i have told you off air as well like uh, i want to make a circle and just talk about these things just random things what we learn every day yeah. what we see differently or even that doesn't have to be different but whatever we feel whatever we experience in terms of because we are in a different place from what we uh, came from and we ha- we have seen uh, various different things which most of the, uh, some other people may not have seen uh, while i'm saying that i'm not superior or something but what i'm trying to say is it's always good to talk about things like random things that what i like yeah. to do <laughs> yeah 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 no, it has been a pleasure uh, and i definitely love the idea um, definitely if it's just because like it's not about discussing it's about learning from each other as well like how you think how you perceive things how you understand and as you mentioned we have a limited circle um because we are in a different country so it's always good to make a big circle and then who knows uh, uh in that case i would say not big circle but the right circle <laughs> <laughs> yeah you yeah. can yeah, yeah it, it, it how, however you want to no i'm just giving you yeah. one last thing to think when you're going home yeah. <laughs> anyway we can yeah. end here and uh, like if someone is listening or watching thank you them and i never do this but i think i should ask for the mm, people to subscribe my channel and just share and stuff i have never done that in last two episode but um okay so there is always a st- starting point and i think yeah. you, what you have started is a good starting point you are exploring um different ideas yeah. um which would definitely help you and uh, even if uh, like people wants to have a different perspective uh you could be a good source for information yeah. so, thank, thank you, you man thanks for coming we will meet again we will do this again and thank yeah. you for inviting us thank, thank you, you. Thank you.